Greetings all ladles, jelly spoons, and all other non-binary kitchen utensils. This is the Gravy Wheels Podcast. I am your host, Andrew. I'm With Franklin. me are my co-hosts who are not talking. And I'm your host, the Kool-Aid Man. A.K.A. Hova. Frank, you're staring. I'm Franklin. A.K.A. Big Meat 72. That's you your grinder that account. <laughs> yeah. And it's banned forever. As opposed, I, yeah, yeah. As opposed to my we account, won't get which, into why. which was adequate meat seventy two. Adequate, I like it. Rolls off the tongue. I love how you're matching your background today. Yeah, I was trying to blend in. I was hoping you wouldn't talk to me at all. <laughs> Sorry, listeners, not watching the video. Andrew is wearing a uh, a beautiful ketchup and mustard mixed with. Blueberry jam. No, there's no blueberry jam on the shirt, just nah. in the background. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of ketchup and mustard, I just had, dare I say, three slices of something I've never had before from Casey's, which happens to be the best pizza in the Midwest, aside from like, you know, hamburger pizza. Pizzerias. Do you have the hamburger pizza? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I'd never had that before. The taco pizza is fantastic, and I've always gone that route, but this time we tried that. And uh, that ketchup mustard sauce, I was like, I was super skeptical, man, but they nailed it. They nailed it. Yeah, that's uh, tough for me to wrap my mind around. It works. Some- yeah, given the New York status of pizza that you are used to. No, that's all horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I hate that whole pizza thing. It the works. Only important, the only important pizza here is being dragged down into a subway by a rat. <laughs> All right. Um, Dude, I, I don't know what it is about Casey's, but they, they nail pizza, bro. Their taco pizza is probably the best taco pizza I've had. And uh, they figured out how to make a burger pizza, dude. It, it works. How, I'm telling you. How long is the list of taco pizzas you've had? Eh, probably two or three. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to know what your your comparison. Dude, I live in Sedalia, Missouri, bro. I know. There's like... It's well. I think an option. I think that you're. Yeah, you're obviously. You're going to find more taco pizzas than I am, despite our the disparity in pizzeria density. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean, there's limited options here for everything. I get excited whenever I find a Kool Aid shirt at our Walmart because that's the only place you can buy clothing here. Yeah, basically. I remember. I remember those days. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Now the internet's a thing, though. So, you know, that it's better in that aspect. Hey. Do you guys smell anything? Horse shit. Yeah, actually. It smells like uh, leather and sweat and whiskey. That's, that's definitely me. It smells like leather, sweat, and whiskey? Is there a hint of winning? Oh, maybe it's, it's hard to tell. It's it's this. Oh my god! I need it. <laughs> Look, where? Nice. Ooh. I have a uh, a zipper. It's got a Ooh. zipper. What kind of crowns in it? Is it just regular crowns? Just regular crown. For l- the ladies, I've got a. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and explain. For the ladies and jelly spoons listening at home. Uh, Frank has produced a crown royal bag that looks to be made out of leather 
and it has a sort of football lacing yes. pattern on it that is contains it hides within it a zipper. And now he's pouring. I it would into say a mug. embroidered. Sure, I don't. I don't know the method <laughs> with which it is affixed. So I have I have a crown bag that it it was marketed as Chiefs, um, and it's red and it just has like two zeros. zeros. It looks like a jersey. Yeah, but they just sell it to any you know area that has a red team of anything. It didn't actually have a Chiefs logo on it. So that's pretty cool. I didn't know they had those. You get a high V or something? Yeah, high V is just chock full of all the Chiefs shit. High yeah, V's are smart. High V's where collectors go. There's a smile that's in right. it. That's right. That's right. Collectors of cheese. The thinking the thinking man's grocery store. There's a smile in every aisle. That's right. Yeah. Did you guys see how much did, I so uh hold on. Do you do you also have price chopper? We is price yeah. chopper still a thing? And they're the constant they're the Constantinos. They're the they're the high end price choppers. They're not the price choppers uh, that we had back in Sedalia a long time ago. They're all fancy. I was gonna say, did we have a price did, so was that before Woods bought it? Yeah. Pretty sure. Okay. All right. And I know there was Bings too. So I think it might have been like a Woods and a Bings and a Price Chopper. And then Woods bought both of those out. Because mm-hmm. now it's just Woods, but there's only two locations. And one of them's like some call center or something now. The one on the, the one out there on the East 50. Yeah. Not that anyone cares about this other than us. Sorry. No. Well, yeah, when I was growing up in Kansas City, we had like a Price Chopper. That was the grocery store that we went to all the time. That was like our the, the, one, the one big one. For the us. one. I am the one, the one. Well, do you guys remember seeing me show how much I paid for gas the other day? Yes. It was like 40. I, I paid like 43 cents a gallon. Cents off per gallon with your purchases, your groceries. Yeah. Woods does that too. And when been. I lived on that side of town, I used it all the time. But it's just, dude, in Sedalia, it's like it doesn't matter. Walmart still always ends up being the place you shop at because you need that one other thing. You know, you're like, well, I need like today we needed like a, do- a new dog collar for Minnie because she grew out of her first one. Like you got it. You got to go to Walmart. You just one stop yeah. shop instead of going. You know what I mean? Do you, and a lot of times their food's cheaper, too. So I don't remember. Is there do you guys have Dylan's out there? Very rarely. Dylan's aren't much of a thing. I mean, no, it's it's so weird. Like, I remember when I moved to Lawrence and there were like a shitload of Dylan's out there. Huh? It's like a, I don't know, it's like a weird state line divide between Missouri and Kansas where Kansas has all the Dillons. Yeah, there's only one in KC. They're all on the Kansas side. Yeah. I weird. remember I remember opening a steakhouse in, in uh, Kentucky. Most I, I think it was the Campbellsville store. And they just told me, the boss or whatever, one day was like, hey, head over to Kroger and pick up, uh, you know, whatever we happen to be out of that day. It might have been milk or whatever. And I just looked at him like an idiot because I was like, I don't, I yeah. don't know what you're, what I don't, what the fuck go is that? What? Go to the Wawa <laughs> and yeah, get because, some hot dogs. Exactly. <laughs> I would have been equally as confused, especially, but you know, I mean, especially the way people in Kentucky talk, you know, I'm sure he just like spat it out so fast and he just head over to the Kroger and pick up some, I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, speaking of cents off per gallon, I, I'm, uh, Casey's, I, I hate to suck their, their big old. No, you bean. don't. No, you no, I no, I don't. I really don't. I love Casey's. They started a, a rewards program just a few months ago, and you can get all your purchases every time you get gas or anything in store. You can uh, either get Casey's cash, or you can get cents off per gallon. And I'm just over a dollar off per gallon, but 
So when we take our trip to Texas for Christmas, hopefully by then I'll have like a dollar twenty-five off-ish. So I'll be getting gas for like 30, 40 cents, hopefully, something like that, which would be nice because we'll fill my truck and Katie's car. What happened to your uh, what happened to your wrist there, Frank? I heard it. How'd you hurt it? Yes. Yes, you did. Well, it's um, an unfortunate fisting accident. Yeah. So That's me, a shame. me and Hova's mom don't talk a whole lot anymore. But as you should she, I she, told you. She zigged when you zagged. Yeah, it was like anyways. Like I don't know, about two months or so ago, I hurt my uh my right shoulder and so I kind of quit bowling on league, even though I have my own, I'm like a team captain. I got my own team and stuff, but I still have to pay like 25 bucks every single week for lineage and the prize fund. And I can't really get out of it. That's expensive, man. I never would have guessed that league bowling was that expensive. Well, but if we were going to have all of the teams that we should have had this year, the prize fund would have been like, Fifty-five, sixty thousand dollars. That's so, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um. Anyways, so I missed like five or six weeks, and I just I had to go back, and I, I drilled a ball left-handed, and I threw it once in practice, and something popped in here, and <laughs> uh, so then I had to bowl the three games with my right-handed stuff. As soon as that happened, I was like, fuck this. And I went to my workshop and got my, one of my three ball tournament rollers and just came up and just fucking got shit hammered, drunk and bold. <laughs> What's a, what was what a, you just spit that out. Like we knew what that is. What's a oh, three. We'll be here all night. If you three fingered <laughs> in tear off. To- <laughs> so you have like, you have like balls, like multiple bowling balls. You don't just have one bowling ball. You have to have a collection of bowling ball in today's game. And no, I just get the lightest one in the kids section and throw it as hard as I can overhand, Frank. So that doesn't, <laughs> you, know, you get kicked out for that. You get kicked the fuck out for that. All right. Fair enough. I got these wimpy noodly arms, so I always have to use like a eight pound ball. So, all right, we're going to talk about this and then we're going to get off the fucking bowling subject. All right. And then I'm going to segue into something else that is somewhat related to this involving Nintendo. Wee bowling. But here. Okay. All right. So how heavy a bowling ball is depends on like two things. If there's a weighted core on the inside of it, which makes the balls hook, it actually controls the shape, but then also how many parts per million of air is injected into the filler material. So a lighter ball has is almost like styrofoam because it has more parts per million of air in it. So that's why it's mm-hmm. lightweight. The density of the urethane is the same, but you but you inject more air into it and it's lighter. So whenever adults throw those those like eight pound bowling balls, is the outer shell is actually harder than the inside, so they actually spider web out and crack and fall apart. So fuck you if you're an adult and you're throwing a child's eight pound bowling ball. I don't care if you're limp wristed like Andrew, just don't do it. This is all I got. Dude. <laughs> do you remember when we would go on bowling field trips and that's what there was a, a few kids in our class that would do that. They would just get the lightest one and just chuck it as hard as they could. Now I've been doing this for like 13 years. I'd fucking kick him out. I wouldn't care. I'd be like PE coach. Come over here. That guy make him sit on the fucking bus for the rest of the day. No, you'd I see- know you said you're going to, You'd see me throwing one of those, and you'd be like, "No, he throws it the way an eight-year-old throws he, it." He, he he has to do that. Yeah, you'd understand. So, you'd have yeah. sympathy. You'd be like, "No, he's using that I, tool the way it's meant to be used." 
I know you want to get off the bowling subject, but what's the craziest shit you've seen at a bowling alley? Oh, we can't. As far as, like, I guess this. This no? is. Okay. Well. I'm so afraid. <laughs> we, well, maybe some other day. We'll, we'll come up with some ideas. But, segue. Do you guys know okay. what I. You guys know what happened to the uh, the past uh, um, Nintendo CEO where he's off at now? No, where's uh, where old Fizeme Bef- go? Before Bowser, Fizeme yeah, went to go work. He buy an island for Brunswick. Nah, they were so All impressed right. with his Wii bowling. <laughs> but here's exactly. here's the other thing though is that the Brunswick company that he went for is actually. The mother company, Brunswick, which no longer owns Brunswick Bowling, it's mm. basically all the fitness equipment and all of, like, the super yachts and super boats and shit that they make. Because um, as of, like, five years or so ago, the, the bowling and billiards division of Brunswick was, like, less than 7% of their, of their money stream. So they just sold that off to a, a private third-party investment group. And then so all of Brunswick now is basically... Huh. Just like high end fucking boats, like Mercury Marine and shit. So, yeah. Jeez. So there's I had no idea. Interesting. Yeah. So so there we go. Now that everybody hates that. <laughs> uh no, I just oh. I figured that hopefully Brunswick was then working on a game console that they could launch. Speaking of which, never know. Are we speaking of witches? Speaking of which, anybody, anybody have anything to say about any of the what Phil Spencer and anybody's been saying over at the old Xbox about some things going on? What'd it be saying? What would it be saying? Phil Spencer's basically I don't know. He's like basically like, you know, it's not out of the question for us to offer Xbox Game Pass on the Nintendo Switch and the PS5. They hinted at that a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they've been leaving that door open. <laughs> And all of yeah. the all of the first party games are going to be on PC whenever they come out on Xbox Series X, knew, X, 5X. I think we knew that already, though, because at the big like Xbox Series X showcase, every single thing said available on PC, except for literally one game. And I'm sure that was just like a whoopsie, whoopsie doodle. Well, then it's a refresher. That's good fucking news. <laughs> I saw that people were starting to get pissed off, though, because um, so they're going to bring Devil May Cry 5 is going to get a next-gen port. And on the Series X, it will have ray tracing enabled, so it'll have like all these beautiful reflections and shadows and stuff. But on the Series S, it will not. It will not support ray tracing. I guess I didn't realize that the, the disparity in power was that much. The Series S is a pretty pretty significant downgrade. From what I understand, it's got, like, the current specs of the PS4 Pro. Oh, no. I think that's how I heard it explained. Yeah. God, that's bad. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Super, you know, super affordable. Uh, but, yeah, it, it's basically, like, the way I look at it is the Series S is, like, the continuation of the Xbox One series. You know what I mean? The Xbox One and a it, half. It's like the Xbox One X.5. Whatever. I don't know. And the Xbox One X is the only actually new next-gen console. I have been seeing people are starting to get hands-on with uh, PS5s now. Yeah. Starting to see, like, things trickle out. Because I'm sure everybody's, like, embargoed to hell and back, but there's still little tidbits that are coming out. Yeah. And uh, 
the but all I was really seeing was uh, somebody talking about playing um, the pack-in game Astro Boy something or other. Astrobot, not Astro Boy. That's that Kotaku article, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they're talking about how really good the controller feels. Not like not necessarily in like an ergonomic sense, but like it has all these haptic engines and stuff in it, and like rumbling triggers that the Xbox has had, and um, all kinds of like different feedback things, like the kind of HD rumble sort of shit that the uh, Switch has done. Right. Apparently, apparently it's like it's really nice, and he's like, "This is the closest thing to like something next generation that I've seen so far." This f- sort of feeling. So that's cool. You know I'm the thing that, that I'm really looking forward to. Huh. I'm looking forward to everybody starting to get their hands on their PS5s, and then when they go to incorporate it in their current setups, like their entertainment <laughs> centers and gaming setups, it's just going to be. Like no matter how they try to lay it down or stand it up or whatever, they're just going to end up sitting it on the floor next to their desk because that's the only place it's going to, yeah, going to fit there. Yeah, it'll like I can't go, believe how big that thing is. It'll that's have to insane. like go behind the TV or something. Yeah, and not only I just I find the, the I'm one of the few people that or maybe I'm not, but I feel like the mo- majority of people like shit all over the design. I th- I think the design is actually pretty cool. Before I realized how fucking big it is. Because I feel like with that big of a console, they would have been better off just making it a rectangle. You know what I mean? Because then I feel like you could maybe. I mean, obviously, I guess it's the same. You know, you're still going to have your highest point and your widest point, but it just looks. I don't know. I feel like they would. It would have looked like it had. It would have maybe at least looked like it had a lower profile if they would have just made it a rectangle. I think if they would have made it a rectangle, though, what it ended up looking like one of those fucking old like stereo receivers. It just would have been this giant metal like box. Like Kenwood. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, sitting on right. your sitting on your shelf. But another th- uh, yeah, another thing, though, is that did you see that whenever the PS5s come out, there's going to be an update for it, like right out of the box. You're going to have to update so that way they can control the fans differently for different games, the cooling fans. Yeah. So they're like, oh, and then they're just going to keep continually updating it on like usage data. But at least they're doing something. They're trying something, you know? Yeah. I like that. I mean, that makes sense if you're you're able to do that. Did you also see that there's a, uh, there's already a website called like, I I can't, I don't want to speculate on what it's called, but there's, there's some sort of a website out there that's selling PS5 shell kits already in various different colors. And the, like the console's not even out yet, obviously. But yeah, there's there's a full on website already selling shell kits out there. I wonder if you can go on like I think they're uh, like sixty dollars a piece. Go on a, a like a auction site and buy a dummy model yet. You know, like um, whenever whenever a new phone is supposed to come out, like they have these dummy models made up for it so that like case makers, yeah, no, so like case makers can get the measurements right so that they have just the specs right can day and oh date God. the cases and stuff. They are already on sale. Did you find them? Yeah, they got some sexy leopard print on there or what? Uh, yeah, there's a cool. Camo I think they were one. just basics. Oh, is there a camo? And yeah. what was I right on the pricing? They about sixty bucks, something like that. Uh, this one is like fifty, but there's multiple places out there. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. Like I'm sure. Like D brand and stuff will be making them too. Right. It's kind of cool though that it's an option. Like, if there was an option for that for Xbox, I would probably take advantage of it, especially when PlayStation isn't the best when it comes to having cool special edition units anyways you know that's your best probably your best option right there is going to be those 
shells. I feel like this generation, they finally had some decent special editions, though. Because, like, the PlayStation... Wait, what do you mean? Like, current gen? Yeah, yeah, this generation. Because there was, like, the the PlayStation 1 throwback one that they released. It was, like, the 25th anniversary one, I think. Oh, it was, like, gray, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all gray, and it had the same coloration. The controllers had the same sort of color pattern on them. I think uh, I remember that, yeah. And they also did like a PlayStation Day one, I think, that was blue and it was it was a dark blue and it was translucent and it had um sort of like gold uh embellishments on it. And the controllers did too. They looked really good. They were even released like a line of the headphones, basically every official Sony like um accessory that goes with the PS4 they released in that colorway nice. and it looked really cool. So they si- they finally started catching on. Yeah. They're they're a little I late. Think there, I think there was a white PS3. And I think I saw it like one time and I was like, holy shit, that's sexy. Just because they're so, yeah, there was, yeah. there was a white PS3 slim. Um, yeah, you linked that in the WhatsApp a while back. Cause I looked that up. You could yeah. buy them on eBay. Well, there, there's, I found a PS2 slim, um, over the summer and I, I, I picked that up and sold it. Uh, those, man, those PS2, those white PS2 slims are sexy little consoles. If I had any reason to keep it, I would have. I I have a white PS4 and then I had a white PS4. Now I have a white PS4 Pro, but yeah. Nice. I would all, I'll always buy my consoles in white probably cuz cuz I like the clean clean look of it. Why not, you know? Hey. What are you guys going to do with the check whenever you guys get it? Your refund check? Which check? Your a refund check? Yeah, for taxes? No, 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 no. For uh your refund from George for pre-ordering from George Soros? No, from pre-ordering Cyberpunk. <laughs> ha! Because it's vaporware? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't thought about it yet. I'll probably just take it and then go buy Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I won't do that. I haven't been excited for an Assassin's Creed game in... Ever. Ten years? So... Oh. I'm like, I'm kind of excited to play Valhalla. It's my, it's my aesthetic. I love Viking shit. So I feel like I might finally dip back in. Yeah. Dipping the balls in. I hear you on that. So what? I know, go ahead. No, go on. No, no, no. No, like what do we know exactly why they delayed it once again? Because so, I know that the developers found out as soon as everybody else on Twitter found out. Uh-huh. Everybody found out at the same time. Oh, shit. I didn't hear that. Yeah. The game has gone gold. They're printing discs of it. Like it's so maybe a distribution issue or something. No, no, no. The finished code is on the discs. What all of this additional development time is now is for a day one patch. Oh, damn. Which, so, which, wow. So how also why did it go gold then? I don't know. Also almost certainly means that we are going to start seeing copies leak out into the wild well before the street date. So that'll it's be fun. Way harder for that to happen these days though, because almost everything that I get early access, you still have to have a code from the developer to unlock access to the game. Now, I understand that there's going to be people that can probably get around that, but I'm just saying it's not going to be as easy as back in the day. Like, yeah. I took off two weeks whenever Modern Warfare 3 came off, came out. Uh, it took two, two weeks off work because I knew that every time Call of Duty came out, you could play it like a week and a half before the street date of the game. You know what I mean? That's just not the case anymore, but yeah. I mean, there there are retailers here that I have bought stuff from before who don't give a shit about street date. They'll start selling stuff when they get it. So I no, had, I know that. I, but I'm saying 
<coughs> put that disc into your console, it won't play without a code to allow you to. Yeah, well, I've, I've, in my experience, yeah. What's the most recent thing that you've done? I well, and you're probably coming more from PlayStation. I know with Xbox, yeah, maybe the Xbox security is a little better than PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've just uh, that's been my experience. Metal Gear Solid Five was one I remember getting well before it was supposed to come out, and got to spend some yeah. time with that before it was. And then uh, multiplayer games are even more yeah. secure because they literally don't turn the servers on until. You know, some a lot of time anymore. It's usually like twenty four hours. They might have them on before the street date, just so that like friends and family can be stress testing the, the, the servers. But and if for people that don't know at home, I feel like ninety nine percent of the people that are listening to this podcast probably already have an idea of what going gold means. But when a game goes gold, it basically means that the game is fully developed, ready to go, no issues, ready to be printed. So that's yeah. why. I, that's why it's very odd that it went gold. They started printing it and now they've delayed it 21 days. Yeah. But that also like now means virtually nothing because every game has a day one patch, you know, the content that's on the disc is almost irrelevant at this point because you're going to download 80 gigs of patches on the first fucking day. Anyways, you mean games like uh, ET can't happen anymore where they, (laughs) ship it and it just literally doesn't work uh no well i mean they, why didn't they just patch it you know that's a good point patch it by going to just patch it going to walmart and getting a new copy for the same price that you bought the old <laughs> one for yeah yeah basically i th- i feel like that approach actually works i'm for, happy though that approach works really well for some things i think like uh, I think it makes a lot of sense for fighting games, especially like Street Fighter, who instead of now selling you just another like $50 copy of the game with like a couple new characters and stuff, they can just bolt on a little DLC, you know, throw some balance changes into it, say here's five new guys, but it's not going to cost you 50 bucks again. Right. So I do, I appreciate that sometimes, but. I don't know. My first thought whenever I heard that Cyberpunk was delayed was, oh, good, because now there's not so much shit crammed into the same nine-day frame because you've got PS5, the Xbox Series X, and Call of Duty all coming out. And then the Cyberpunk was like four days after Xbox or after uh, Call of Duty came out or something like that. So Yeah, November is looking And I don't know how much... Yeah. Pretty I, I don't know how much I'm going to be in a Cyberpunk anyway, so I'm glad I can wait until... What uh December what what is it December tenth mm, something like that yeah so that'll be good they'll still do they'll still do well with that release date I feel like oh yeah I mean totally they'll be they'll be fine I'm not worried about Cyberpunk doing well yeah I think, yeah it'll be, it'll be all right wasn't the initial release date like March yeah it was a hell of a long time ago it's been delayed what like That's three, crazy. three times this year. I think, yeah, it might have been. Was it holiday of last year? And or I can't remember the initial release date. It might have been March, and then they moved it back to summer or something, and then moved it back to November. I don't know. It'll was, come out eventually. I'm I was all for it when they were like, "Hey, we're gonna make sure that you know we finish this game. We're not gonna crunch, and we're gonna get it out. You know when it's ready to come out." 
And then, like, a month ago, they were like, uh, we're actually going to crunch for, like, a month and a half now. I could be wrong, but do you remember the last game that I can think of that did that? No, I know for sure. Crackdown 3. You remember how many times they fucking delayed that game? Oh, yeah. I delayed a bunch. And then, because I remember I played it, I, pray, I played it at E3, like, three years before it came out, or something just ridiculous. And so that's kind of scary, because Crackdown 3 came out, and it was still pretty much total dog shit. Now, obviously, <laughs> it's totally different studios and stuff like that. Yeah. But. Do you remember uh, Doom 2016, how f- great that game was? 2016? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The most like recent the, of, yeah. like, the new Dooms. Or not the most before recent. Before the, yeah. yeah. Before, um, yeah, before the sequel. Eternal. Um, so yeah, that had been essentially in development since like Doom 3 came out. And they worked on it for years and years and years. And at the, like, I want to say like a year and a half or a year before Doom 2016 ended up coming out, they scrapped everything. They were like, this is not what we want to make. And then they fucking whipped together Doom 2016, which ended up being amazing. And like it was no, fantastic, yeah, yeah, and I mean, I it's so weird to see that happen. Like Destiny's had stuff like that happen too. Like the first game got all kinds of fucked up, and they had to sort of cobble it together. Right. I still feel like that game got not near as much recognition as it should have gotten because I remember playing that game and and kind of praising it, and so many people were just not happy with how. It came out. I don't know. People were saying it was like generic. People were saying that it was stupid how you could just have, you know, 15 weapons in your pocket and you never had to reload and shit like that. You know, those were just the people that didn't probably didn't grow up with Doom like we did, because obviously that is what Doom is. Yeah. Um, But I thought the game was fucking fantastic. It was a blast. It was totally great. Let's not ruin Um, anything because I just started playing it last night. Just enjoy it. I'm excited. It's really good. (laughs) Yeah. Hope you have a great time. Yeah, the best thing, the best thing that for that game is just to have a good pair of headphones and just fucking crank that shit up and just go to town. So, for, oh. well, all right. So this is why I'm a little late to the game on the old Doom 2016. Is my old two computers couldn't run it, um, and then I downloaded it whenever I got this new rig, and I haven't, I didn't start to play it yet. But Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Beta on the old PC shit out on me, hardcore, and I can't sign into my account. So I went back to Steam, and I was like, you know, I'm going to give this a shot. So I played that for like a good two hours or so last night. I like it so far. It's fun. But yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's it pretty. Rolls, yeah. It's definitely a good... It's like it's just really fun. It's like it's a throwback to that sort of quake style of shooter where you're just moving, shooting, that's it. Yeah. Circle straight. Just mindless gore shooting. It's just still, it's death like metal. it's super just fun like, though. Just like this game that I was trying to play. Uh before we get off the subject of Doom though, I did want to say that there's a book, um, Jason Schreier Schreer, he's a writer at Kotaku. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, he wrote like a couple years ago that was all of these, it's called Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, and it's all these different stories of like troubled game development stories. Like it's told by like the devs and, you know, producers and people really involved in the making of those games. 
That's stuff like Diablo 3 is in there. Like, I don't know if you remember when that came out. Everybody hated it because it had a real money auction house. Yeah. And then now, if you play Diablo 3, it's great. It's super fun. But it took a long time to get there. So any any sort of stories like that are in there, and it's 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 great. It's worth a read. So what is that, Frank? The, the audio ver- version viewers don't view, view listeners view view listeners. They don't know you're sh- sitting there shaking your head, Frank. You got to talk to them. Uh, to me, that's looking like maybe a Tomb Raider background, perhaps. That's what I was thinking, Tomb Raider. But I think she's holding a sword or something, which doesn't. No, I guess it could be. That looks like it's, a Buddha in the back to me. It's Shadow Warrior. It does look like a Buddha. Ah, uh, oh. which is another okay. like fast, fast pace hack and slash shoot 'em up. Uh, the story is relatively funny, comedic. Gameplay is sometimes a little too fast for me. It's almost like it's faster than Doom at some points, but I don't know. I wow. I don't know. I've been enjoying. I don't know the past like seven hours I put into it. I, I think I got that game as part of PlayStation Plus or something. I got it for free, and I could not play it for longer than like an hour or half yeah. an hour. Just, but it was because of the writing. It was because I could not fucking stand th- any of the jokes, or like even the the voice acting. Anything. It was is I couldn't. No, I don't know how they got. Sounds bad. It's like very. This game should have been canceled. All the dialogue and stuff should have been fucking canceled. <laughs> like that's how yeah. bad it is. It's yeah. it's it's like it's like I'm surprised, but it's like all your base are belong to us. Bad. No, like it's racial like, uh, stereotypes. Yeah, like think like oh, okay. like postal level humor, Duke Nukem style humor. It's like it's just oh, like, okay, right. That shit don't work. Huh. Interesting. It was barely funny then. Right. Well, that's that's like a hard thing to do to make video games that are actually funny. Like the yeah. the ones that actually pull that off are pretty few and far between. Was that a uh, Rick and uh, no Trover saves the universe? That game had some humor to it. I enjoyed that. Yeah, that makes sense because you're coming from a like a writing team with a pedigree, you know. Right. Yeah. They actually. Yeah. And the South Park games are funny, obviously. Which okay. we still need a you, dude. <laughs> we still need an updated South Park sixty four game. Why have they not done that yet? Don't shake your head, Andrew. You know it needs to happen. I don't know why. That was the only I you know, I couldn't play Goldeneye for a while because it was too violent, so I had to play the game with the children peeing on each other. <laughs> They gotta have the the piss snowballs and the dodgeballs, so the Nerf guns, the Terrence and Phillip dolls. Less violent, certainly, but shrink ray. Think about everything else you're losing in there. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. I want it. That game was awesome. Giant turkeys and shit. Uh, yeah. Speaking of like old games. I have been playing through, this is actually a brand new game, but it harkens back to like the old mascot platformers of the like PS1 era. I've been playing Pumpkin Jack. Does, do you have either of you guys know anything about that? Pocket Jack? Pumpkin Jack. 
Pumpkin Jack? Oh, you cut out for a second for me. Um, nope, not familiar. Pumpkin Jack. Pumpkin. Uh, Pumpkin Jack. Pumpkin Jack. Pumpkin Jack is a uh, like 3D platformer in the style of like uh, Medieval. You remember those PS1 games? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I remember them. I didn't play them. Uh, so it's very much like a a kind of linear progression you play through the levels it also has like kind of a crash bandicoot feel to it too um it was made by like one guy it's made by like a one-man development team and it's good for him great it's fucking good it's really really fun and like pretty straightforward and it has it has a lot of collectibles in it but they're the kind of collectibles that if you are paying attention you can pick up all of them the first time through a level which i like because i hate the art style it looks great. Like the writing is pretty funny in it. The the voice acting is good. Well, there's not a ton of it, but there's good voice acting in it. But it's uh yeah, it's like it's pretty cheap. I bought it for like twenty bucks off a of humble store. You're just all about these uh these Halloween themed games, these spookies. Oh well, fuck yeah, but you like them spookies. I do. I'll play any. I'll play basically any game that lets me have a jack o' lantern for a head. True. So. I'm I'm deep in the pocket of that right now. It's it's really fun. I like it a lot. Strong recommend. It's on Switch too, I think. Hey. Huh? Hey. What do you call a pumpkin you can have sex with? Any pumpkin. Your mom. <laughs> in ejaculantern. Ah. Ah. All right. No. Oh, no. I'll give it to you. Oh, no. You ever play Super Lucky's Tale? Yeah, I tried it out, yeah. Did you not like it? Uh, No, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't... It just didn't grab me. I thought it was pretty good. A uh, pretty good little platformer. Some fun puzzles and stuff like that. I think there's like a sequel now, or at least like a pretty big DLC or something for it, but... I enjoyed my time with that. That struck me as kind of like a one of those collectathon style platformers, you know, like yeah. a like a banjo kazooie yeah. type thing, right? And that's never that was never my shit. I would prefer like a Crash Bandicoot, something like a little more straightforward, a little more focused, right? So that's that's again is why I like Pumpkin Jack because the collectibles are like they're easy to find and they're like limited in number. There's like twenty in, in a level and that's it. You don't have to worry about any other shit. Did you get the new Crash? No, I haven't actually. I would. St- I still haven't even gotten the the remasters. I would really like to play. Oh yeah, I'd really like to play all of those again. I got the remaster. I played some of the remaster. Make my son. I, play I played them. some of the remaster, and it was it was pretty rough, man. I was like, yeah, I remember why I didn't play much Crash. <laughs> like, and I got the new one too, and I haven't I haven't had time to play it yet. Which Sheep. I'm afraid that it's just going to be too difficult and going to discourage me. I hmm, I really liked. Like Spyro and uh, Crash Bandicoot as a kid, but whenever I tried to replay through the Spyro uh, remaster, no, like it, that, there's just something wrong about it. But the Crash one, I, I I liked, but it's still pretty. It's like difficult in some spots, and you're like, why the fuck did I fall off? I didn't fall off, and you got to redo over and over and over again. Yeah, that's yeah. frustrating. I would, uh, I remember some of that, but from what little I played at the remaster, I've just like played demos. It seems, seems good. It seems like they did a solid job of like bringing it back. So did you guys know that they are remastering? And it's actually, I think close to launching the, uh, need for speed. Most wanted. 
the original? No. I didn't either. And I've got people, I had people in my Discord talking about it this morning. And I was like, what? They're remastering that? Apparently it's like going to be like $50 though. And if I remember correctly, in the first Need for Speed Most Wanted, you can't really do anything. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, you know, it was just very like. Just yeah. races. There wasn't very many features yeah. yet because it was so early. Yeah, it was just races and you could get busted by cops. Yeah. That was like it. But. That had an awesome. I mean, at the time, that was like. And the the multiplayer, you know, like, the two player multiplayer was awesome on that game. Right. It was. I don't know. I, I, I mean, like, I could see picking it up just for nostalgia's sake. You know, if it was at like a thirty dollar price point or twenty dollar price point, even better, obviously. But if they're trying to get like sixty, fifty bucks out of it, that's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. I'm not. I love that. But it's EA, so I'm not about. This. Maybe it'll be on a uh, Game Pass. Oh yeah, maybe. Eventually, I bet it will be for sure. But my thing is, I'm not about they come up with some new content, some new IP. Stop shoveling out fucking remakes and remasters for the love of God. Give us something different. I feel like I feel like the development cost is just too much to to make a game these days, and people are scared to push the envelope. You know what I mean? They don't. They want to go. They probably, whenever they pitch games to like the execs and stuff, I can imagine they're going to be, you know, the first thing they're going to say is like, all right, how do we, how do we make money on it? Show us your strategy for your season pass and your DLC roadmap or whatever. You know what I mean? So like if they don't go a way that's already figured out that has a for sure going to make money plan, then they probably, it just doesn't get done anymore. Yeah. You don't have very many studios out there taking risks. Game development costs so much money that it's like really hard to get people to pony up on a new idea. But one exception. Go ahead. I was going to say, but um, indie devs now that computers like uh, consumer computers are like getting stronger and the technology is becoming more accessible. Like now you're seeing this like kind of double a game market emerge. You're seeing like these really high quality indie games come out for like 30, 40 bucks. And I, I love that shit. That's great. One notable exception that I'd like to bring up, I actually uh, shout out to High Res Studios. I got a care package today. They sent me a jacket. Uh, Rogue Company. That that game had elements of Halo and Gears of War and CS:GO, but at least they they mashed together so many different. You know, it's hero third person shooter with like elements of Halo Two and Gears of War with a buy system similar to CS:GO and stuff like that. And uh, you know, I thought it was I thought it was pretty fresh overall. Might have been a mashup of a lot of different things, but at least you—I mean, if you try to compare it to one singular thing, it's pretty fucking hard to to compare Rogue Company to anything. But th- and they just went free to play, by the way. At this point, like there have been so many different ideas tried in first-person shooters and third-person shooters that it's like well, making a sort of magpie version where you pick all the pieces that you like and sort of build your own is like a totally yeah. valid approach, I think. Right. And Roco seems like yeah. super fun. I'd say the only the only kind of issue with Roco is that it doesn't have its own sort of personality yet. You know, like it doesn't have a recognizable style. Like you see an overwatch character and you're yeah. like, that's an overwatch character. I know what that, I know that right. sort of design yeah. language, but real is not quite there yet. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I never thought of that. I think it could get there though. If they keep it up. Cause it's, they're starting with a strong base. Yeah. I want to try out that, uh, that Dr. Disrespect map. I played it. Whoa. Is Sh- it good? Shit's aight. 
I think my problem. I, I, think, I was just getting bodied. I think my biggest problem with a game like Broco is that like some people just they always play one character and they don't branch out and try to play other characters. It's straight up shameful. Yeah, you need to try other things. I had one pizza one time. <laughs> I had one pizza one time, and now that's the only pizza I ever order. And that's hamburger pizza. <laughs> from Casey's. Listen, I I played <laughs> I played the other rogues, okay? I just prefer Dima. What's wrong with that? All right, man. There's nothing we're not mean shaming you. It's just it's just that it's one time you got really, really mad because I accidentally picked Dima and you yelled at me the entire match. Because <laughs> I wasn't playing him correctly. But when I do Dima, I do Dima right. <laughs> See, okay. this is why I pick. This is if why I play Dima. You got a main slay. Everybody needs a medic. Everybody does. So that's where I find my my niche. So speaking of people that need medics, mm-hmm. what about those peoples in uh, Fall Guy Tokyo? That are going to need to have medics after Godzilla stomps on all of the jelly beans. These next next level transitions. I <laughs> had not yet. So to, to yeah. Uh, Fall Guys is getting a Godzilla tie-in skin. Where, you know, you have a little Godzilla head on your little Fall Guy head. And he's holding a little car, it looks like. And, Fuck. I don't want to have to play that game enough to earn a bunch of crowns <laughs> to get Godzilla. Yeah. And I'm definitely not going to buy any crowns, but God, I want it so bad. There's also something else coming in your future, Andrew. Oh, what's that? You're going to be spending some money on some Z bucks here in the next couple of years because Z bucks. What? Sure. That's <laughs> you code. Hova. What's my code? Shit. I have a creator code. <laughs> Joe HD. Yeah. Cause I use your code. Cause I'm a nice, I'm a good friend. Hell yeah. You're like gonna, the only person that uses it. <laughs> you're going to be, you're going to be buying more V bucks or Z bucks or <laughs> X, X bucks because three sixties. They're going to keep doing some more Marvel tie-ins over the next few years. And the old Dude, foreskins. Fortnite. I never, I, I, as everybody who loves video games as a passion spends a lot of time playing, I was inundated with fucking, you know, Fortnite stuff for so many years and I never enjoyed it. And then they do this fucking Marvel tie in season and I buy a season pass and all of a sudden I've finished the season pass and I'm like <laughs> halfway through lapping it essentially. Jesus. And my that's double like, prestige did. Yeah, that's like, that's me and my son now. We just hang out, we play Fortnite, have a good time. I get to be Daredevil. It's all I've, all I've ever wanted. Is there, there's still duos in that game, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll play, we'll play duos or squads, typically. So I saw, I think I saw a clip of somebody that like got a win and they were like dressed as a Ghostbuster and they said, and did they, Okay, are you still just fighting other people, or are there like actually like mini objectives and stuff like that, or like so, how does a match work? Uh, at this exact moment, right now, they're in their annual Fortnite Mares event, 
Right. So there's also a Ghostbusters tie-in. So if you want to get a proton pack, go ahead, spend your spend your V bucks. If you want to look Don't like cross a, the beams, yeah. Um, yeah. but currently the mode, the main mode that everybody's playing, if you're not playing competitively, is basically like a normal match. But once you die, you come back as a ghost. And that's what I saw. Yeah, and then okay. you then you kind of run around the map as a ghost. You don't have any ranged attacks, but you have melee attacks, and you're really fast. And uh, so basically, yeah, any uh, uh, ghosts can win the match. Like the ghost team as a whole can kind of win the match or it can be last uh, man standing, like a normal sort of Fortnite match. So Call of Duty Warzone is doing a similar thing right now with zombies. And I haven't played Warzone in months and wasn't really interested, but got on the other day and played with some buddies and it's pretty fucking cool. Mm. So if you die, you become a zombie and everybody that dies drops a vial of whatever and you can respawn so we were playing uh three-man squads if you turn into a zombie you can still respawn and help your team if you get two vials so and they show on the map so you can just like go try to get them from people that have already died but all the zombies in the map are trying to get these vials so that they can respawn and stuff like that you know they're highly valuable obviously and uh, it's just it's fucking crazy the first match that we played we actually ended up getting a win and i died like six or seven times but every time you come you become a zombie you know you're really fast you've got this like jump you like hold right click and it charges and you can jump like fucking 150 feet and uh you've got like these zombie stun grenades basically that are like some sort of a gas bomb or something and you can basically melee people and like two or three shot them you know so you're quicker and all that but it's actually really it's pretty fucking cool and they they did this thing to where um there's loot crates in the game you know that you have to get your weapons and gear and stuff out of so there's a random chance that when you're opening chests that sometimes you just get a jump scare it'll just be like (laughs) a scary little ghost face or whatever and it's really loud in your headphones and it's rare enough that when it does happen like the few times it happens it'll actually scare the shit out of you it's pretty fucking cool i enjoyed it a lot I saw also that they added uh, Leatherface and the Saw Puppet to that yeah. as well as Skinny. Is, is that right? Which can be pretty fucking terrifying at certain times. You know, you're in a darker map and you're not expecting to like come into a room and jigsaws in your fucking face. <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, I've spent but those so skins m- are those are like twenty dollars a piece. So yeah. spent so much time playing Dead by Daylight, man. So much time playing with fucking Leatherface. Ow! His right. Fuck out! Is very familiar to me. Get. You doing all right there? You just attacked me. That pussy up. Right? He attacked my fucking foot for no fucking reason. He's I heard it's because you didn't give him any soft food today. No, I did give him soft food because he was complaining. He got the food. Okay, so now <laughs> he's being just a little shit. He wants that catnip, bro. He wants one of them hitters. <laughs> so you're his dealer? Well, you're yeah. his supplier? I got that kitty crack, bro. <laughs> yeah. Frank just committed or uh, admitted to a crime, allegedly. Selling that meowiwana. That shit's fucking funny, though. Possession of catnip is not a crime. It's if you have intent it's, to sell. It's the intent to distribute. Uh, it's crazy how much shit has changed just with, uh, you know, the the perception of all that stuff. Like going into PetSmart, Petco, PetSmart. What do I don't remember They're, what we have in Stelia, but. 
seeing like vials of meowiwana and everything, you know, that's like obviously it, it, they try to make it look like it's like it's so marijuana. Well, yeah. 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 It looks like at first glance, you're like, oh, oh shit, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh, okay, catnip, I get it. But it's just crazy. Like when we were kids, if we saw anything like that on a shelf anywhere, we would have been like, the fuck? Yeah. His toys. And you would have bought all of it that you could afford. His, yeah. And we would have been like trying to smoke it in ninth grade. His little, one of his catnip toys is literally a hot air balloon and it says it's going to get your cat higher than a hot air balloon or something. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. I did. Did Missouri vote to legalize? Didn't medicinal. That it's legally okay. It's legalized medicinally. There's a few medicinal stores uh, in Sedalia that I think are opening really soon. Actually, which I, is really weird because there's still a lot of Bible thumpers out here. Yeah, I'm proud of you. Proud of you, Missouri. You did one thing right. Fuck you. It's surprising, honestly. I never thought it would happen here, but. And they're trying to get it recreational. How bad is um? Uh, I don't I don't really follow this stuff like I should. But how bad is the opioid problem in Missouri? <laughs> it's not, not as bad as the meth problem. It's not a problem. All right. Oh, it's not a problem at all. No. Okay. Well, I don't know these things, man. Sure, sure. Not, yeah. not as bad as the pseudoephedrine problem. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! It's 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 still both are bad. Both are still bad. Bad bad. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of tweakers in our town, but I think the majority of it's meth. I I, I see meth heads all the time, huh? but they're that, easier to spot too, probably. <laughs> that was always the thing you would hear about people robbing the fertilizer plant or whatever yeah. out there. Well, that yeah. one guy lost um, like all those fingers because he was all fucked up and high and he was trying to steal the anhydrous, but he tried to stick like tried to like. Pour it into like a five gallon bucket to steal it. And he didn't know if any was coming out or not. So he waved his hand under it and it basically, oh, bad idea. and it froze all of his shit that, uh, happened like in between the high school and the, uh, elementary school yeah. on that highway. I, uh, I've always, I feel like I've never seen meth and I feel like that's weird. Just as like common as it is out here. Good for you. You're one of the lucky ones. You've seen meth? Uh, not out there, but yes. Okay, cool. I, I just I think I, drugs I think drugs are fascinating. That's like my favorite thing to <laughs> you're being suspiciously quiet. <laughs> I was uh I I've never done a, it, but I've seen it. I was at a Walmart in I can't remember where it was, I think it was maybe Ohio, and a couple standing in line in front of me were causing some issues at the cashier. <laughs> And in in one of the the people there rifling through her purse, accidentally dropped a small bag of white powder on the ground. I was like, "Oof, pretty they, sure." I'm pretty sure that ain't coke. <laughs> yeah. You would not believe it. We've actually found it. Um, people they 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 lose their bags, and then they come back like, "Have you guys like seen anything like laying around that you picked up and thrown away?" <laughs> Bag of something. Bag. It's like the lost and found. Yeah, yeah. No, we've we've got your your fucking your meth baggie at the front counter. You can, but you have to prove it's yours, and then we'll give it back. Okay. <laughs> can you describe what your meth looked like, sir? 
Which what was it called? Was it called Spiderweb? Was it called uh, Eight Ball? Yeah. What was it called? What 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 baggie did you have? What style baggie did you have it in? I was actually leaving Walmart today, right before I got on with you guys, and I'm I'm loading my groceries in the back of the truck, and I hear, "Hey, brother!" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" And I look over, and there's this dude sitting in his like Mustang or some shit. He's just sitting there with the window down. It's like 30 degrees outside, so that's weird already. He's like. Hey man, you happen to know anybody that uh, wants to buy some brand new polo boots? <laughs> and I'm like, mm, nope, don't, don't think I do, man. And he was just like, all right. And then he watched me load the rest of my groceries into the back of the truck <laughs> before I left. So that 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 was fun. I was used to. I, I didn't even know polo made boots, but <laughs> like, we would have those. In. We'd have those guys come yeah. in uh, when I worked at one of the restaurants I worked at, especially the, the kitchen was like sort of right in front. Like there was basically no divider between the dining area and the, yeah. the cooking area. And so you'd have these guys come in, these hustlers walk in with bags full of merch, be like, what size you, what size you want? You want some, you want some shorts, some jorts. We got some, some boots. What do you, what do you wear? And then, you know, on occasion, somebody would actually buy something and he'd be like, okay, you got a lighter. And then they'd have to like burn the security tag off, like standing right next <laughs> oh to you. Like, we all know what the deal is, but she's the fence comes to you That's sometimes. Awesome. We our our flat top grill broke once and the people delivering our new one didn't know anything about what they were doing, apparently. And they left it outside and somebody took it. And somebody then saw a person with a like eight foot long flat top grill, <laughs> flat top electric grill. flat top, oh, no. sticking out of a shopping Dude, that, cart, getting wheeled around the neighborhood trying to find people to buy That's, it. That probably cost like twenty thousand dollars, a few thousand dollars. It was a few grand. Yeah, yeah. It, would, it, mean, it wasn't a nice one, Frank. It was like an electric okay, kind of crummy right. one, but like still shit. Yeah, I was just pricing some of those because I uh, almost went down that one business venture. I don't know if you guys remember that. I was looking at some like 36 to 42 inches or something like that. And they weren't that bad. They're like in the 500 to 1000 $1,500 range. But I can't imagine like a, a nice big like eight foot one. It, is, it, was, not, it was not that big. I my, my spatial perception is all wrong. It's like four feet. It was right. like probably half that big, but it's still pretty heavy. Those are probably the same fuck, size too. one that I was used to. Yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. Because it's it's a solid fucking like three inch block. Yeah. of whatever that is. I'm just saying. I don't know what business you're talking about, but I would I would cook food with you during the fair every year. Dude, I have always like if you really want to at some point, I've always wanted to do a food truck, and I'd 100 percent be down. I just don't have the time to run it. You know what I mean? I would need people to run it the majority of the time for me. And then obviously it gets, you know, like you have to be careful there because the more people you have working it, you know, you can't make too much money out here. You basically have to work your own shit if you can. So, yeah, but I, yeah, I've always wanted to do a food truck, man. Is food truck culture made it out, made yeah. it in from the coasts. Yep. All right. There's uh even in Sedalia, man, there's a, there's a Mexican food truck that's always over by the furniture store across from Walmart. Um, and there's a, a Chinese one that's out on South 65 and there's, there's a few, there's a few. And every once in a while when they have like the ragtime fest and stuff over there by the courthouse, 
there'll be, you know, four, five different food trucks out there. Um, nice. Sir. It's pretty cool to see. Very sir, nice. that's yeah. the uh, Scott Joplin Festival. Can you get it right? It's not just ragtime. Oh, it's Scott The Joplin. Ragu Fest. I'm sorry. The Ragu Festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. So. <laughs> the Ragu Festival. We got to play some. My stupid goat. The KC Euro guys. Did you ever get to eat them whenever you were out here, Andrew? Mm-mm, no, that doesn't sound familiar. Oh, yeah. So, like, all your Greek Mediterranean whatever, and then they've got, like, these, like, oh, health food smoothies and shit. Oh, it's, it's good. It's it's great. There's food. a... Roach coaches, Roach coaches are, are making a comeback, and they're coming oh, yeah. out to the Midwest fast. Even Warnsburg had a had I've a always been about festival. food trucks, man. There's a kick-ass... Um, food trucks are great. There's a kick-ass little uh, Philly cheesesteak place out in Queens that it's not even mobile anymore. It looks like it was at one point and isn't <laughs> anymore. And it is parked under the awning, the like big overhang in front of a uh, Home Depot. And it just lives there. And if you go in there, <laughs> you know, yeah. they, they're cash only. It's just really good. And they got a little picture on the wall of Danny DeVito eating there, you know. It's, nice. I love that place. It's so, so good. I can't even remember the name of it. I think it's Rocco's. It's delicious. Did you spend much time down at like the River District where like where like City Market and stuff is? No, nah, not really, because I grew up on the other side of the river. Okay. Well, Dude, there's City Market is sick today. There's have you ever been to that that the Asian market that's like a block away from City Market? The the big, big one. The one that's like huge, not the smaller I've, one. I've been to some of the ones that are down there, yeah. There's one of them has had a food truck parked in front of it for like the past like oh easily six years. It's the same. It's the same thing that's been there for forever. I don't know if it's still there because it's been like two years since I well it's been a year and a half since I've been to City Market. It's now it's just awkward going to like a farmers market by yourself, right? And like oh, weird, yeah. yeah. But Frank, have you been to and oh sorry, I thought you were finished. Oh no no. I was just like I was just on his story. Like, there's that fast that 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 food that Roach Coach has been sitting in front of that Asian market for years has not don't, moved. You don't even know if it has wheels anymore. <laughs> They're all dry rotted. Doesn't need them. Posted up on bricks. Um, have you guys? I don't know how long it's been there. So Andrew, you might know of it. You might not. But have you guys been to Minsky's? Oh yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the past, Minsky's is fucking good, man. We so. I went to Kansas City after the Super Bowl for the parade, and we the parade started like right there behind that river market spot where Minsky's is. So as soon as like obviously we were some of the first people for the parade to finish because we were right at the beginning, and we were like it would have been cool to be down at the end where the stage was. And by the time all the players got there, they were fucking drunk, and it was pretty funny. But we just like watched the whole parade from the very beginning. Walked over to Minsky's, got a table, and watched the rest of the parade on the TVs. And their pizza is fucking good, man. Minsky's is the shit if you're in the KC area. It used to be one of those in Lawrence. It's not there anymore, though, I think. I think it's gone. There's one place close to me that will give Minsky's a a really good run for their money. Really? So I've got over in Raymore, I've got a Minsky's I can go to. But also up in Grandview, I can go there. And they've got a place called Providence Pizza. And I don't know, it's probably like a month or two back. I sent you guys pictures of like these personal like Detroit style pan pizzas that well, I, I I think me and my oh, boss that, yeah. we spent like sixty bucks. We spent like thirty bucks each on lunch. 
And it was like, well, you can't show me this menu and not expect me to spend like $30 because Skip I'm one of each. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I only got like two things. Oh, so good though. I love Minsky so. And if you ever go to Minsky's, get their get their wings, get their giant wings. Why well, I, I didn't get I didn't get any wings. All right. I'll take that. I'll, I'll, I'll take that right. note. There's two places in KC that I absolutely love, and that's Minsky's and Oklahoma Joe's, the gas station. I've never been to the, any of the other ones, but I know that the gas station's the spot. That's <laughs> where you go. If you're going to go to one, go to that one. Yeah. I've been to the one in Olathe the- a few times, just because it's slightly closer to Lawrence. So it's not quite as much of a right. drive, but... It's worth it. It's worth it to just make the extra, you know, 10, 15 minutes and make it and all it, the way. The gas station is the one where like all the celebrities have been. That's the real one. That's the legit one. It's yeah. so convenient though, because it takes so long to get there. You're almost out of fuel. So while you get your barbecue, you may as well fill up your tank. It's you a your solid business. business. Solid business you, decision. You get your barbecue, you, you fill your t- gas tank, you buy a pack of Marlboro Reds, and you also buy a bunch of Frisbee golf discs because they sell those too. The fact that they still have... It's like the tiniest little joint ever. The parking's terrible. And and they still have like a row or maybe like two rows that are – it's like still a convenience store. It yep. just blows my mind every time I'm in there. It's so cool. I love it. It was really intimidating. I know that's one of the most intimidating spots I've ever eaten at. You know, um, It reminded me of like – Going into In and Out the first time, you know, there's like a there's like a way, there's like a flow that you have to like be accustomed to. You have to know how to order your burger and everything. Oklahoma Joe's was the same way. Like you go over there, I, if I remember correctly, they like you talk to the person running the register and they just like yell it back to the kitchen as you say it, and so you're like just totally scatterbrained, like hoping you're gonna say it right. I don't know. It, it was pretty intimidating. It's yeah, you feel like you're on the spot for a minute yep. there. Very much. And there's the first like, time is, is there's always so many fucking people behind you too that you're like, yeah. oh god, I got to do this fast. Yeah, I don't want to fuck this up for everybody else. And yeah. most of these people are probably locals that eat here regularly. So even though that line is always long as hell, they keep it moving, man. You get through that thing somehow. Quick. You get through. Yeah. Yep. Well, that seems like the lull. Yeah. The lull. And there it is. Yeah. Are you drinking corn? That's when we know. Corn water? What are you drinking? You drinking a corn on the cob? Basically, dude. Now, we haven't made our home brew yet, so I'm stuck with Bush Light, dude. Yeah, because it, our home brew is going to be like 85% fucking methanol and we're going to go blind. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. We'll, we'll watch enough YouTube videos with a bunch of Kentucky inbred old people that'll they'll tell us what to do, man. YouTube, man. That's how we do. That's how the world works now. Yeah, you got to run off like the first certain uh, so many milliliters, right? Based on how many gallons you brew. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's a waste. <laughs> We're gonna drink clearly. I know what I'm talking about. We'll uh, feed the first uh, cup to the dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Javelin, for letting us use Soda Popensky as our little intro. We appreciate that. Little intro. Thanks, Tyler Edwards, for your art that you graciously yeah, yeah. supplied us with. Thanks to the patrons. Thank you to our patrons. Doing the patron things. The, if you the, guys haven't watched the first person, first person, the first piece of patron-only content, it's still there and ready to be viewed. It'll be and there if forever. If I remember correctly, Andrew edited the uh, 
the roles to where anybody and anybody and everybody, no matter how much your contribution is, has access to that patron content, patron only content. I forgot to do that, but I will do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, I'm positive of this as well. Uh, I was just as positive of Andrew already changing it, which he did. Wink, wink. Um, at any time that you, anytime you decide you want to be a patron, all the previous content unlocks for you. It's not like you get it from that point forward. You you'll get the backlog of content. Yeah. Yeah. So you can still get in there. Yeah. I got picks of my balls on there. So no, you don't. Yep. That's a lie. Patron. Patreon does not allow us to sell adult content. My balls would be on there. Patreon. We're launching our only fans soon. Yes. We'll have our only fans up. Pictures of my armpits, armpits and feet. Frank doing all kinds of dirty things with that nub. Uh, does anybody have something that we can end this on? Go buy Pokemon cards. No, it's I'll the word. It. What's the word? I got it. I Pokemon got it. cards. G.I. Joe. <laughs>